Sacred Space. So welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space. My name is Joe Healy, still joined in studio here by Michael Keating. In um, actually in Nottingham in the UK, Donald Foley, who's the secretary of the World Apostolate of Fatima, England and Wales. And Shane Ambrose, uh, they're, they're somewhere in Skypland. And we, myself, myself and Michael are here in the Sacred Space studio, the Comacy studio here in Arden County, Lermick and Ireland. So, Michael, you might start us off uh, with this little talk we're going to have about Fatima this morning. Well, John, next Friday, the 13th of October, is a very special day. It's the centenary of the final apparition of Fatima, the centenary of what's known as the miracle of the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably one of the greatest miracles of nature since the time of our Lord, at the time of Moses and the burning bush. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a tiny bit of background, in the July apparition, Lucy, prompted by the Spirit, she said to Our Lady, I would like to ask you to tell us who you are and to work a miracle so that everybody will believe that you are appearing to us. And Our Lady said, In October, I will tell you who I am and what I want, and I will perform a miracle for all to see and believe. So this miracle, John, was for us to believe the Our Lady was appearing, the message of Fatima. Mm. Just, not just for the people of 1917, it's still for the people of 2017. So you can imagine when the children you know, spread this news. Yeah. Mm. Word spread around Portugal and um, it caused consternation, especially with the authorities. Oh, yeah. And you see, at first the authorities did everything in their power to stop people going to Fatima. And then they came up with a very brainy idea. They said, look, we'll let the people go to Fatima. There'll be no miracle and that will be the end of Fatima. So they changed their tack for the 13th of October. And in the days leading up to the 13th of October, it started to rain. I mean, we got rain, John, but this rain, Francis Johnson said in one of his books, he said, it pierced the marrow of their bones, he said. Oh, that's a good description. So <laughs> you can imagine what <laughs> it was like. It was wet. People started walking to Fatima for days beforehand. And of course, this still goes on today. Not in the scale that it did up along the years now, but people still do walk in pilgrimage to Fatima today. And, of course, they were mocked us along the road, they were jeered us. Now, some people helped them out and gave them food. But the estimate is that 70,000 people arrived in the Covid area for the 13th of October. Now, we go to a big game here, John, holding match above in Crow Park, mm. which is 70,000, 80,000. But there's any facility under the sun there. Mm. But this was the side of a hill, a muddy hillside. Mm. The mud was up to their ankles and there were no facilities whatsoever. That was the scene for the miracle of the sun. So Lucia's mother was distraught. She said there'd be no miracle. She'd never again see her daughter. She thought mm. she'd be lynched mm. by the crowd and killed. The authorities were there. The press was there from all over Portugal. And um, so at noon, Our Lady always appeared at noon, Lucia quickly pointed to the sun. And the sun spun around in its axis. Three times it, came, it emitted multicolored lights. It came down on top of the people. Three times, people thought that the end of the world, some went to the church, they tried to hide, that more confessed their sins out loud. Mm-hmm. And, um, but after the miracle, the ground was completely dry. People were miraculously healed. And every paper in Portugal, the following month, had pictures of the crowd. And you can still see those pictures in the museums and all today. Mm-hmm. You know, this happened you know, very close to our time, John. This is not something that happened you know, thousands of years ago. No, no. And, um, but it was for all to believe, our lady said. And then, of course, she said who she was. I am the Lady of the Rosary, she said. 
Isn't it a beautiful title? These it? apparitions she had asked them to say the rosary, especially in the war. World War One was raging at the time. Now she gives herself the title Our Lady of the Rosary. And of course she said she wanted a church built in her honour. And of course that's the Basilica of Our Lady of the Rosary now in Fatima. And um and of course we also have the title of Queen of the Most Holy Rosary in the litanies, you know, all this. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. So that's very quick what happened on the thirteenth of October. And um you know, after that thing, of course, no matter what the authorities, they couldn't stop the people going to Fatima. The bishop tried to stop it, everyone tried to stop it, because when God, when you're working against God, you can't stop something like that. No, no. So but that's a very quick thing over the 13th of October, just to remind people what next Friday is all about. And, you know, if people have a chance, get on TW2 in, look at the devotions there from Fatima next week, that will mm-hmm. be absolutely spectacular. Yeah, yeah. But Donald, you might like to come in and give a lot more detail now, <laughs> a deeper understanding of the whole thing. Well, I, I can yes, thanks. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can sort of talk a bit about the world apostolate, which is I'm, what I'm part of. Mm-hmm. That you know, that just might be uh, your your listeners would probably uh, know perhaps know better as the Blue Army, you know, oh, because yes. it mm. it was originally founded in the, the United States, uh, Monsignor Colgan and John Hafford, but uh, it was the Blue Army of Our Lady against the uh, Red Army of Communism. Then it was that was the sort of um the, the because russia is obviously mentioned in in the fatima um particularly in the july apparition so um but that anyway it was it was the blue army then the name was changed to the world apostle at, at the um that was due to uh, pope saint john paul ii so the, really the, the the world apostle is trying to promote it's the official church approved fatima organization so and obviously they're quite strong you know in, in ireland and in britain so we're trying to um promote the Fatima message as well as we can, especially now as it's the centenary year. So that that's really what we're um, we're about. Um, you know, that's that's the sort of uh, the gist of what we're doing, as it were, Michael. And so, um, Don, what do you reckon yourself is the message of Fatima for ourselves these days? Um, well, the thing is, it's got so many aspects. Obviously, if you like the core message, I would say, is this idea of Our Lady saying that God wanted... Um, to spread devotion to her immaculate heart throughout the world so that is the sort of essence of it it's meant to be this worldwide um movement if you like of devotion to our lady which obviously involves things like the, the rosary the five first saturdays and, and generally a greater devotion to our lady because that's when the church has had that devotion it's been strong you know saying for example in the middle ages with all the cathedrals but then more specifically i think um if you look through the um Sister Lucia's memoirs, for example, which is probably the, you know the, the, the basic book uh, mm-hmm. you know, with, with details of the apparitions. Um, so you know that's Fatima and Lucia's own words, which is not that not that difficult to obtain. But there, I mean, if you look through what what's actually Our Lady saying, particularly I think each apparition, Our Lady was saying, um, you know, pray the Rosary every day, pray the Rosary to bring about peace and the end of the war. And as um, Michael was saying there about at the end, she said, "I am a Lady of the Rosary." So she actually took a name from from the rosary. So there's obviously a huge emphasis in Fatima, in the Fatima message, if you like, on the rosary. And one of the things I, I, I talk about, you know, I'm, I'm doing my various talks, is about these sort of incidents in history where the rosary has really um, changed history. Mm-hmm. You've got things like the Battle of Lepanto, you know, which now we've got coming up, um, Feast of the Holy Rosary on, on you know, well, it, it's around this time of year. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, to commemorate, commemorate this great victory, 
And the one I mention um, when I'm talking in is Austria after the war, when they had a rosary crusade, which um, got 10% of the people praying the rosary. And, that, and as a result of that, the, the Russians who were occupying Austria after the war left on, they announced they were leaving on the 13th of May, 1955, which was the Fatima anniversary day. Whereas in Hungary, um, Czechoslovakia and Hungary, they, they, when there were attempted um, revolutions, they, they put them down. So the rosary is incredibly powerful. You know, that's 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 one aspect. Um, also, I think the Five First Saturdays devotion that really needs to be promoted because that's tied in with the um, conversion of Russia and and the time of peace that Our Lady promised during the July apparition. You know, she said, "In the end, my Immaculate Heart will triumph." And there will be a period of peace for the world. So there's all other things as well, obviously, the Eucharistic reparation. And, and, um, but I think that, uh, that those, to my mind, those would, those would be the core elements, really. Yeah, and I suppose the thing about the rosary, when people hear about the rosary, some people just think to see our fathers and Hail Marys. You know. mm. When Our Lady appeared to Lucy in the convent asking for the five for Sardis, she asked her specifically, to meditate for 15 minutes on the mysteries of the rosary. And mm-hmm. um, that changes the rosary when you're meditating on the life, death and resurrection of Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, St. Dominic, when he was preaching against the Albigensian heresy, mm-hmm. you know, again Our Lady appeared to him and she told him like, you know, to meditate on the mysteries of our salvation. And St. Dominic, of course, we previously like to get him the rosary going. And yeah. of course, mm-hmm. afterwards in, in Rome in 1571, you know, October the 7th, which is the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary, it changed the whole battle, you know, the Pope and the people of Rome praying together there. Um, but we need to, I suppose, we're always rushing to say the Rosary. Yeah. <laughs> Everything yeah. nowadays is rush, rush, rush. Mm-hmm. But if we could just spend that little bit of time meditating, or have a little scripture reading up in front of us, you know, where we can put mm. our mind in the scripture, it really makes the Rosary very powerful, I think. Yeah, I mean, there's a lovely tradition in this country anyway. I've, I've seen the Rosary either before Mass or maybe even after Mass. Um, people mightn't be saying the rosary as in the family as much as they were before, but I mean, there's people who usually carry a rosary with them in their, in their pockets. And again, this, this, this whole idea about meditation. And I suppose, especially for peace, Our Lady, you know, the Pope, before the apparitions of Fatima, the week before, the Pope asked the public to seek Our Lady's intercession in World War One. Eight days later, Our Lady appeared and she said, pray the rosary in the war. You know. mm-hmm. And we have a lot of threats of nuclear war today between Korea and the US mm-hmm. and all this. Mm-hmm. If we pray the rosary, we will be safe. And there'll be no, uh, we, we need to get enough people praying against it. We need to be reminded of that. And of course, Donald, um, you know, the, the children's detention and the children's experiences there in the Fatima uh, story um, really... Um, reminds us all how Mary and Jesus love the simple things in life or, or, or the simple people, i.e. children. Maybe you might yeah. mention something about that, about the children's. Yeah, it's, it's a really um, an interesting and strange thing, you know, that their children were kidnapped in, in the August apparition, mm. over time just before that. And um, the people who actually turned up on the day, on the 13th, did see the cloud coming down and they... They realised our lady had come, but obviously the children weren't there. They were they'd been taken away, and then she appeared then to them, um, you know, a few days later in, in uh, near their, their uh, village of Algestral, a place called Alinos. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, I was just thinking about this today. You know, that the 
they were taken away by the, the local sort of rem, which is you know eight or nine miles away, and de detained there. And they were threatened with being boiled in oil if they didn't tell the secret, because Our Lady had given the, um, to the children the secret in three parts uh, on in July, the previous month. And that the first part was the vision of hell. The second part was all the, 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 the sort of talking about um, coming back, you know, the five first Saturdays and so on. And the third part was the secret that was revealed in um, the year 2000 with the, of the Pope going up the hill and, and being killed with his followers. But um, what I thought was, you know, if you think about it, if you've ever splashed oil when cooking oil on your hand, it, it really hurts. It does. Imagine, yeah. imagine hmm. you put into a, a vat of that a boiling oil and and, and kill that way. So the the, the children, the, in only a few months, they went from being ordinary children to being people prepared, young people prepared to to die an, an absolutely awful death. So that to me that shows the power of the message and, and the. Um, you know the, the the sheer grace that was sort of poured into their souls, if you like, to make them so strong in the faith. You know, and which obviously goes back then to the the year before when the angel of um, Portugal appeared to them and prepared them um, for their their um, encounter with Our Lady, with you know very told told them various prayers, and then they they were given Holy Communion and um, by the angel, and then, of course there's an element of Eucharistic adoration comes in that because the the angel bowed down. Uh, before the host and the chalice, which were suspended in the air. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it just shows that the, the children were, really were um, martyrs by intention. So you can, they will, they're certainly deserve to be saints just for that. Yeah. Well, incredible. I remember a few years ago with Father Peter Bodden in Fatima. He said, Our Lady came to Fatima in 1917, he said, and she never left. He said, my title beautiful, she's still there. Mm. And everything you see in Fatima today has its origin back in 1917. You know, the people walking to Fatima, the people on their knees, you know, going yeah. down on their knees, people saying the rosary, and especially in the Basilica, I think it's something that's not used enough, the 15 beautiful altars in honour of all the 15 decades of the rosary inside in the rosary Basilica. Yeah, yeah. You've probably oh. seen them, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Um, you know, that all goes back to 1917. And how, I often wonder how many roses are sitting in Fatima every day. <laughs> it's hard to imagine. Yeah. It's, you know, every night there you have a massive crowd. And um, all day long there are people saying the rosary there and interceding. They're not just saying it like for their own intentions. They're interceding for the world, interceding for sinners. And of course that was the big message of Fatima. Pray for the conversion of sinners. Yeah. And um, in the July operation... Our Lady said, many souls go to hell because there is nobody to pray and make sacrifices for them. And well, that's an indictment on us. You know, mm -hmm. It's up to us to pray for them. Yeah. Um, sorry, don't cut across. <laughs> no, I was going to say, we've lost that whole um, thing of sacrifice, really, haven't we? We've, um, we're, we're, society's become too soft, I suppose. Mm -hmm. But um, certainly, yeah, when, I, when I first went to Fatima just over 30 years ago, on a road walking pilgrimage, and that sort of really changed my life. But as you were saying, you know, then people were, 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 were a lot of people were walking there and they were camping out. Mm. Whereas now, it's obviously, it's it's sort of um, not, not 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 as tough a, a thing as it was. The motorways came in, of course, and changed everything. But yeah. I remember in 1987, I went to Fatima first, and to see all the people sleeping under the trees, it would just bring tears to your eyes. Whole mm. families, children, all, the, all after walking to Fatima. And... Um, oh, yeah. 
So you can imagine that you know, in 1917, they were mocked, they, they suffered humiliation yeah. going there, but they had mm. faith. They believed there was going to be a miracle. Faith was the one. Yeah, faith, faith is the one that sustains them. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure there'll be uh, listeners um, just maybe want you to expand maybe and and uh, you mentioned secrets there, you know, the, the first secret and the second secret. Do you just remind us again about the first secret again, Michael? Or um, no, I don't know. See, it was all basically one message because we obviously okay. had these three secrets. But of course, children that were shown hell, like, you know, which mm. was caused great consternation all to you. know, a lot of people still dispute that today. Why did Our Lady show children, small children, a vision of hell? Mm. You know, the reality of hell and heaven. You know, it's. It is real. We must believe in it, Jen. And so you pray for sinners. So yeah, you pray, you pray for, for them, yeah. The, she said she would return and to ask for the consecration of Russia to her immaculate health. Can you imagine those little children talking about Russia? They would never say their own village. Mm-hmm. So where mm-hmm. did they get all this? They got it from heaven. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, and, of course, Pope, uh, St. Pope John Paul II did consecrate Russia in union with all the bishops of the world. And... Um, that's when communism started to fall. And of course, another big sign in fact is you go in one gate, you see a section of the Berlin Wall, a symbol of communism, yes. right there yeah. inside it. So nothing's impossible to God. And of course, the third secret of fact caused all the trouble. For years and years, there was books written on it and all this, and don't mention it there. And basically, it's a vision of a bishop dressed in white walking to the cross and um, past the bodies of all the people martyred for the faith. And then he falls to the ground under a hail of bullets and arrows. Am I right, Donald, now explaining that? Yes. Yeah, that's And right. um, it's a symbolic vision, of course, but the Pope, St. Pope John Paul II, said it referred to his assassination attempt on the 13th of May in 1981. And um, he said that Our Lady's hand saved his life, guided the bullets and saved his life because he should have been killed, but, um, but the bullet was deflected. And, of course, now the bullet is in Our Lady's crown, in heaven and it's in Fatima and that's brought out in the 13th of, uh, 13th of the month every month Donald we, we, we have two or three minutes left uh, on this particular section uh, um, Fatima well, what would you like people to hear this morning or take away this morning from this particular reminder that the 13th of October is a special day in Fatima and for ourselves well yeah I, th- I think first of all I would say to people um to, to, to try and get hold of a copy of um, Sister Lucia's memoirs and some of the Fatima books if they don't have them. I mean, a good book is, is Father Apostoli's book, Fatima for Today. That's really comprehensive and it deals with all the different aspects. I think, yeah, I mean, what, I'm, what I've been, if I get a chance, because we've, we've been going around with the statue and the relics around uh, England, so it's been a bit hectic mm. to all the different councils. Um So that's, that's been very tiring. But I think... The thing about Fatima is, say, if you compare it to Lord, um, Fatima is, is, is a sort of um, like a desert type quality about it. You know, the, the sun, the, the space. So I think we need to get back to the sort of simplicity that the, the children's lives and and really start to as if the, as if as if we were living in the time almost and say, right, we're, we're going to really get back to the basics and really say the rosary, do the things that Our Lady was asking. And I think if we do that, we, we'll as a society and, and the church will we'll sort of gradually build back up again. But all, the other thing I would say, I think what we really need is a sort of rosary crusade type of um, uh, action as they had in Austria. You know, this idea of getting people together to pray the rosary, because as Michael was saying there, you know, all the people praying the rosary in Fatima, if you read 
St. Louis de Montfort's book, you know, The Secret of the Rosary, he says that when people pray the rosary together, it has a sort of multiplying effect. So if I say it on my own, that's just me. Mm. If, if it's 10 people, it's as if I said 10 rosaries. Yeah. Mm. So if we got everyone, say, in Britain and Ireland, praying the rosary for a, a renewal of society, or the Catholics at least, anyway, then, you know, I think we start, that would be a big way we could change things, definitely. That's a good proposal. Michael, what would you like to say just to finish off? Um, I suppose, John, we just, I'd love to finish maybe with the prayer of the angel at Fatima. And we think of all those people out there today who are struggling, who are struggling to find Jesus and maybe don't know what they're missing in their lives. And uh, we'll just pray that for them. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. I ask pardon for those who do not believe, do not hope, do not adore, and do not love you. Thank you so much for that, Michael. So at this stage now, we might go for a second piece of music. And this one, the Fatima hymn, I know, is uh, people like it in the Portuguese version. But I said I'd play a little bit of the English translation this morning. So let's say this. In Fatima's cove on the 13th of May, the Virgin Maria appeared at midday. Oh. 
Sacred Space.